You're listening to the Anna Fur Show, episode number 17. Do you want to know what it actually takes to scale your business fast? Madison Tinder shares this and shows that it's not all glitz and glamour. She also explains the importance of getting back up and trying again, plus the self-care she does to reach success. And yes, wine is included. <laughs> Let's go to the show. Welcome to the Anna Furrer Show. This podcast is designed to empower you to overcome entrepreneurial stress and avoid burnout so that you can build sustainable long-term success and well-being as an entrepreneur. And most importantly, make a positive impact in the world. Hi, Madison. Hi, how are you? I'm great. How are you? Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I am super excited to be here. Thank you for coming. I am so excited to have you. You are like a shooting star and I'm so excited to have you here and to actually be able to hear about the behind the scenes kind of thing because anyone who has been following you on social media have just seen like how you've really been skyrocketing in the last couple of months, right? Right. Yeah. It's been a It's felt super long, but it's just been like super, super short since I started my business, but it's definitely been a long journey, but lots of hard work and I'm excited to talk about it. So. Awesome. Okay. So for the listeners who don't know you, give us a brief background. Who are you and what are you doing? So my name is Madison and I am right now a social media coach. I help like female entrepreneurs with visibility strategies, creating content, showing up on video, etc. so they can attract their ideal clients. I started off as a social media manager, but I came to find out that I'd rather teach someone social media rather than actually do it myself because I have a passion for teaching. So I use my social media management experience to start getting coaching clients and that's kind of how I became a social media coach but I really focus on content and video right now rather than like hashtags and your IG bio I'd rather focus on the visibility marketing techniques so people can start attracting and making money in their business mm. so that's basically the fast lane to success right 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 Okay. So right now you're a coach, social media coach, but you started out in a different field, didn't you? Yes. So basically what happened is I went to the University of Kentucky for journalism and communications. I worked with athletics and media there. My passion was to be a sports broadcaster. I loved watching all the women on ESPN. Women in sports was like, I was fascinated by it because The sports business is very occupied by men, but now women are starting to rise up and I wanted to be a part of that movement. So I studied journalism and communications. There was always something in me that actually didn't really want to do it. I don't know what it was, but I just did it anyways because I thought I had to because that's what I got my degree in. So I thought I had to actually just keep doing it. So I figured it was like my senior year of college and I told my parents, I was like, I don't think I want to be on camera. Like I just didn't feel comfortable with it. I didn't want to do behind the scenes. I wanted to actually be in the sports business part of it where I can, you know, do marketing events and I wanted to actually go to law school and be a sports lawyer. I was all over the place. So I went to SMU to get a sports management degree and it was all like business. It was like half business, half sports. And I loved it so much. I had a passion for marketing, but I also had a passion for 
like law. So I got an internship part job at an NFL agency and an MLB agency, kind of just figuring out what I really was passionate about. And nothing was really sparking me. I ended up not getting into law school, which was, I only applied to one law school, which was SMU, because I did not want to move, which I, if I really wanted to go to law school, I would have applied for more. But I think I was just really all over the place. And it was just moving to Dallas from living in Kentucky all my life, I think just kind of messed me up a little and got me a little confused on what I wanted to do. And I was just all over the place. So I got a part-time job with the Dallas Mavericks and the Dallas Stars, which is like NHL and NBA here. So So I started for for someone outside of the U.S. That's it's it's hockey and basketball okay hockey and basketball professional hockey and basketball and with our team doctor so she's a chiropractor so she works on all the players so I was doing her social media and I fell in love with it I was like wow I love social media I just I didn't I, I've always loved it but I didn't love it in that way before but now I was like I really love doing this I want to see if it works so I told my parents I was like you know I could get a couple clients on the side to make some money while I'm looking for a full-time job So I ended up, my dream was to work in football, NFL. So I applied for the Dallas Cowboys. If you don't know what that is, it's, people call it America's team. It's here in Dallas, huge. I mean, everyone loves the Dallas Cowboys. Unless you're an Eagles fan, then you don't. And I applied as a social media coordinator and I almost got the job. And I was like freaking out. I got to the interview process, interviewed, had, I was like the top two or three and I ended up not getting the job. So it completely destroyed me. I thought literally my career was going to be over and it hadn't even started. So I just got some more social media management clients. And I was like, look, I'm going to start a business. And that's how my social media management business started. And I got booked up within like three months with that. And then that's when I applied for a business license and started Posting my experience on the Instagram I have now, it was like a social media management Instagram where I post client testimonials and just document what I'm doing. And then that's when I started seeing everyone start coaching. I didn't even know anything about the coaching industry and how big it was. And that's kind of when I started loving the internet and started loving social media management. And I got into coaching around October-ish. Wow. And you've, you've really skate, like grown your business very quickly, right? Right. So I started coaching like October, 2018. I was doing more like free coaching and I hired a mentor, like hired a coach. And I was like, I guess I could just need to hire someone. Like I didn't even think about it. Coaches need coaches too. Right. But it was one of those things that I've been with her for a long time. And she's the reason that's kind of guided me in the directions I needed to go to. But I just told myself, I I gave myself a five-year plan and I wanted to do it faster than five years. So I did everything that I could in my power, whether it was investing more, staying up late at night. Well, you know, it's not just all glamour and luxury trips and stuff like that. For me, it was just a lot of hard work. Being an athlete all my life, it was just in my blood dedication and hard work I know is going to get me somewhere so yeah it's been a fast journey since October and it's only July so I'm very blessed to be in this position but I'm also give credit to a lot of my coaches and just you know my parents who've helped guide me and stuff like that too amazing although would you say you know that coaches need coaches 
Mm -hmm. That's so true. That's how we grow. And you have, currently you do one-on-one coaching and you have a group program, coaching program. Yes. So I do one-on-one coaching. That's my signature. It's a 12-week, 90-day program. I really help, you know, entrepreneurs who may be in the newer stages of their business or who just feel stuck. I help them create visibility strategies, get on video, craft offers, and learn how to sell them. But my signature group program is Soulful Social because I preach your story and how it helps grow your brand. And that's what we learn in the group program. And that's for, you know, really new entrepreneurs who don't even probably have an offer yet or who are just within like four to six months of their business. So amazing. Yeah. So would you say that you're teaching your clients to get the success that you got? Like, yeah. So I want my clients to, I want them to know that it doesn't have to take five years to grow your business, right? It really doesn't have to. Now it can for the people who don't put themselves first, who don't invest, who don't have a direction. And I always say that if you are lost in direction, if you're stuck and you are doing everything by yourself, you're not going to scale faster. My job is to help my clients scale at a faster rate and to know that it doesn't have to take six months to build an offer. It doesn't have to take five years to make six figures. It doesn't, it doesn't have to take that long, you know, but you have to keep your head in the game. It could take a year, two or three, but I help them jumpstart so they can start scaling faster even after they work with me. So I almost give them a blueprint to what I've done and the mistakes I've made and how it can help them. I love it. That's so beautiful. Thank you. Okay. So you kind of touched upon it, but what, what is your why? Like, why is this so important to you? So my why is I want the freedom to, you know, provide for my future family. I want the freedom to travel, right? I'm not, I haven't traveled a lot like other people. You know, I've just been here in Kentucky and Florida. Like that's kind of my gift. But I want to be able to pick up and go one weekend and travel, provide for my future family. I want to like make an impact in the online community. And I want to let women know that you can start a business. It's not just, you know, men who own businesses and men who have the CEO role and the decision makers, right? We can make decisions. We can chase our dreams, but I want them to also know that it's not all glitz and glamour. Like you're going to cry. You're going to like be up till 4am one night. You're going to lose money. You're not going to make a lot of money one month, right? But it's all a stepping stone and helps you grow. So I really want to make an impact on the online community where people should not only just talk about their, oh, I made this this month, I did this, but they should also talk about their struggles and their story. And that's what's going to move them forward. And they're going to make impacts in their own client's life too. So that's really my why, make an impact, travel more, provide for my family, live my life and love what I'm doing. I love it. That's so awesome. And I love how you are so authentic with this because to be honest, it's kind of yucky how everyone is, as you say, like everyone is talking about like, oh, I made this and this much, you know, doing nothing. And Mm -hmm. for most people, that's not the truth, at least not in the beginning of your business, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there are people who make a lot of money, but people don't know the, what they've gone through behind the scenes, how long they've been in business, maybe five, six, seven years. And yeah, they've grown, they've grown their audience, their team, whoever, 
But, you know, it's important to know that in the beginning of your business, you own a business, you're an entrepreneur. It's hard to own a business and be your own CEO. So you have to put your head in the game and just focus, focus, focus on your why and your end goal. And that will get you there. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because money is great. But as you say, like there needs to be an authentic display of what it actually takes. And I love that you really stand for that. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Definitely. Okay, so what is your best business memory so far? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I, I would probably say my best business memory is the first time I ever hired a coach. I put down a lot of money that like I didn't think was possible. I put down more money than I was making that month. It was just one of those things like I'm I'm all about taking risk. I put myself out there all the time. Like I don't, you know, it's I know I'm going to make it back. I know the universe is good to me, but it was the first time I ever invested in a coach long term and it's just weird like that week the two weeks after, three weeks after, my business completely shifted. It was almost like a, it was like a weird feeling, but I knew it was the right decision. Like it was the first time I've ever felt aligned in my entire life. And if you don't know like what feeling aligned means, it just feels like everything's just in place. Like it's like, you're not worried about the future. You're not focusing on the past. It's like, you're just really focusing on the present. That was the first time I've ever felt aligned owning a business. And it was the best feeling ever. Other than that, it was probably inventing soulful social. and crafting my group program that I know I'm gonna have forever awesome that's beautiful yeah. and I love how you mention alignment because sometimes yeah. I think that you know the hustle and grind mentality that is like what everyone talks about but that's not about alignment right right so yeah so yeah and Gary V he always I don't know you probably listen to him a lot of people listening probably listen to him he preaches hustle 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 which is totally fine I think it's important to hustle and grind. Yeah. But there's a, you don't have to do that every day. You know, you can set your own work hours. You're your, you're your own boss. You can do whatever you want. You can work really hard one day, take the two days off. Right. What I've learned is if I work every single day, nothing's going to work out for me. Right. I don't feel aligned doing that. So whatever feels good to you, you have to do. If that's working every day, if that feels good to you and you feel aligned, perfect that's working four days a week, that's totally fine, right? It's whatever feels good to you. Like you're the CEO of your business, you're in control. So it's all about finding what feels aligned with you. And it can take some trial and error, but you will eventually find that if you try. Beautiful. Yeah. And is what you're saying is what I'm hearing is that hustle. Yes. But first alignment, right? Right. When you have alignment, then you can start hustling. Yes. Yeah, definitely. And I think alignment comes in many different ways. Like I felt aligned starting a business. That's when I felt aligned to hiring a coach. I always feel aligned when I do that or not working on the weekends makes me feel more aligned, right? It's just, you have to find what works for you. And then if you're going to work four days of the week, those four days are probably going to be you hustling. But if it makes you so happy and you enjoy it, that's when it feels aligned. Perfect. Moving into the stress part, how have you experienced stress during these six months? Lots of stress. For me, it was, I was more stressed with, I, in the beginning of my business, I had no direction. I did not know what offers I wanted to have. I didn't know what the next six months was going to look like, right? I was like, I'm just putting myself out there. One, I was stressed out with what is my family going to think? What are my friends going to think? Are they just thinking like, wow, this is not going to work out for her. She's not going to make it six or 12 months. I was stressed out for that. And I was stressed out just about the future of my business. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs feel that way, you know, still. 
even if you've been in business for a couple of years, I think it's just a normal feeling. So I definitely felt that stress in the beginning of my business a lot. And, you know, I still feel stressed out, you know, when I make a post, when I make a decision, I'm like, is this really going to work out? I'm stressed. I'm not going to be able to pay it back. I'm stressed that maybe like my family's just thinking I'm doing this for a little bit and then going to make a full-time job. Like I know I'm going to make something of this right now. Like currently in my business, I'm stressed out with my to-dos. And it's one of those things like I like to stay in my zone of genius. And the best thing I've ever done was outsource, even if it even if it was a hard to pay for. I started outsourcing really like three months into my business because there were things that maybe it was my website that I couldn't do, like some social media stuff, like workbooks, like behind the scenes stuff that goes on behind the scenes. Like you can't do it all. If you think you're going to do it all in your business, it's not going to move forward the way you want to. I know it's scary to outsource and it's stressful making those payments mm-hmm. to like a VA or an accountant or something like that. But if you want to stay in your zone of genius and move forward and do your money making activities and you have to outsource behind the scenes stuff or hire a team member, assistant, an intern, whoever, I would work every single day. I was like, if I if I don't post on Instagram today, my business is not going to move forward. If I don't show up on video today, I'm not going to get any new leads. Like it was just one of those things that was running in my mind and my boyfriend and my parents were like, Madison, you don't have to do that, right? You don't have to. And I'm, I was like, I really don't have to do that, right? And it's just the worst thing you can ever be, ever be is stress, I think, in your business. You know, stress reflects your actions, your actions reflect your results. That's something I totally believe in. So if you're stressed, I really suggest outsource what you're stressed about. And also at the same time, just know you're owning a business and it's hard. So stressful times are going to come to you. But what can you do to make it less stressful on yourself? That's outsourcing again. If it's only getting three things done on your to-do list each day, if it's, you know, making a weekly schedule, right? What can help you keep yourself organized and your thoughts organized? And that should take stress off off of you. But yeah, I've felt stressed plenty of times. Mm. Uh, I was stressed this week. What? It just just happens, right? You know, even like personal life comes up. Yeah. People, you know, sometimes you have to put your personal life first and that can stress you out about your business. Like, oh, my business is not going to grow because I have to take a week off. Just know your business is going to be in the same spot when you come back. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love how real you are about this, you know. Do you think that we talk enough about stress in an authentic way like we're doing now? No, I don't think people do at all. I don't think people will talk about their struggles, the obstacles, stress, because I feel like people think that it's going to turn potential clients or people away from them. But in reality, it actually makes them like you more. So that's like the message that's important to get across. Like you have to talk about your story. You have to talk about the stressful times and the obstacles because it's only going to make people relate to you more. Mm. So I think it's something that people should talk about all the time. I love that. Oh, yeah. What a breath of fresh air. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's okay to talk about the bad things. So <laughs> Yes. Okay, so what do you find most stressful now? So you mentioned you already have diminished your stress by outsourcing the back-end stuff that you can. What actually do you feel most stressed about right now? So for me, right now, I have, you know, months go by so fast, right? I have a launch next week, so I feel a bit stressed about that. I'm trying to get things together for it workbooks, my post, my emails, what's going to send out what day. I'm doing a free challenge before that. What am I going to talk about each day? I have to record my videos. Next month, I launch Soulful Social again. Okay, so after I launch next week, 
I'm going to have to get ready for Soulful Social, make the presentations, get the guest co-coaches, pay for them, design the whole 12 weeks, revamp it, do surveys to current Soulful Social clients. Like it's one of those things that's almost like, you know, if you have a service and you're launching and you know what's coming up each month, it's like right when you launch something else, you're preparing for the next one, right? but you're still in the middle of that launch. So behind the scenes, you have to prepare for the next one. So currently that's what's stressing me out in my life right now. On top of that, I'm moving next month. So I haven't started packing yet. I'm I'm still living in Dallas, but I haven't started packing yet. So my move is going to be like the week before I launched Soulful Social. So it fell at a bad time. So I think about that every night before I go to bed. (laughs) Oh. So it's one of those things that, okay, so I know that I'm moving. I know I'm doing this, this, and this in July. How can I prepare soon so I can take some stress off me during that time of my move, right? Mm-hmm. If I know personal things are popping up in the future, I'm going to try to prepare sooner. But that means, okay, maybe I'm going to be a little more stressed in June than I want it to be. But it's going to take a load off me in July because I know I'm moving. Does that make sense? But right now, it's more just getting things ready for a launch, packing, email sequences, et cetera, going on right now. That's stressing me out. Mm -hmm. And it's awesome that you're talking about the private life, because to be honest, I don't know what you think about this, but I don't think we talk a lot about like, yes, I agree with you that we don't talk about stress in an authentic way as entrepreneurs. And also like the fact that, you know, we're not just entrepreneurs. Like, as you say, we have private lives and stuff happens there and that affects our, us and our businesses, right? Yeah. And I think that, you know, I, I feel like if you don't want to talk about your private life, that's totally fine. But I think you should talk about some, right? That's how we, that's how we build that know, like, and trust with our audience and be super relatable. Like I, I'll, I'll make a post, like I'm going out with friends, I'm moving, I'm a foodie. So I post my food, you know, but some super, super private stuff I don't talk about, but I still think you should incorporate your personal life into your social media and into your business as well, just to build that relatability with people. Mm. That's what I found has worked the most for me. I'm not going to just post business on social media. I'm going to balance my personal life with that as well. Yeah. And also that we give ourselves, like cut some slack for ourselves that, okay, right now I'm going through a you know busy time in my private life, for example. Yeah. So I don't put super a lot of pressure on myself in my business at the same time. Or as you mentioned, like, you know, you see it in the ego perspective, like, okay, this is going to be a stressful month, but then I'm going to have some time to recuperate, basically. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, no, 100%. And I think that if you have personal stuff going on in your life, private things in your life going on, I totally think that you can, your business is going to pick up where it's at. And I think personal life is priority number one, family husbands, kids, whatever. I think that's number one priority. And you know, if your business is stressing you out, it's going to portray into your personal life. So that's why I say like, if you have a very busy personal life and nine to five stressed, something like that, you're going to have to outsource in your business because that stress in your business is going to come into your home life, which can be very negative. So you have to find that fine balance of like work-life balance. Mm -hmm. Perfect. So how do you find that work-life balance? 
So, oh, great question. So for me, right, right now, what's really worked for me is I do something called batching my schedule. So Tuesdays and Thursdays, unless a client has to move or I have to move a call, Tuesdays and Thursdays are my days where I take client calls, sales calls, discovery calls. Those, that's like the day I'm working in my business, sending invoices, contracts, etc. Monday, Wednesday are my content days. I'm planning, writing content, maybe doing a lead page, maybe engaging a bit. Fridays, sometimes I'll have like a call in the morning, but out from noon on, on Fridays, I'm off for the whole weekend. Um, <laughs> because I mean, I totally think like if you have a nine to five or something, it's totally fine to work on the weekends. And on Sundays, I'll do a little bit of work. Like I'll plan my content for the week and obviously plan my week, get everything written down in my planner. But I really try to take a whole day off from work, a half a day Friday, definitely Saturday on the weekends. And that's made a world of a difference. I'm able to put my attention to my personal life, have fun, clean my house, go have a cocktail like you know you have to balance that you have to have fun too so that's what I do at the moment that's really been helping me a lot I love that I love hearing that you're actually you know taking half of Friday off I think that's such a relief to hear yeah Fridays are like the weekends I told it's a weekend I think <laughs> I agree. I'm not gonna work on a Friday night I'm gonna like probably watch Netflix and have a drink <laughs> out right I just think that we have to find that balance and like we work so hard on the week we should be able to reward ourselves on the weekends even if we had a bad week we have to find the good in it and reward ourselves that's how we lo start loving ourselves and finding that self-discovery and learning to love when we mess up so that's what I 100% believe in amen and also like as you said even though we have a bad week i think that what's dangerous is when people like they have a bad week or they have some issues or they feel really stressed and they don't do what you do like they don't take that time off to just let go of their business recharge and let it be for a while and instead they just hustle on and try to like fix it with you know this desperate energy kind of you know what i mean yeah, I found that when I let go of my business and let the universe do its thing, I always I'm always rewarded in my business. And if I work too hard and I'm not rewarded, it's really like letting go has been the I don't even know what I mean letting go, I mean just like close your laptop, delete your social media channels, relax, like let go for the weekend. And I'm always, the universe always rewards my business in some way, whether it's monetary, whether it's a, an exciting announcement, whether it's a new connection. It's just something always happens when you let go. That's mm. what I found. Oh, I love it. Listen, all the listeners, this is really so juicy. <laughs> I love this. So the universe rewards us if we let go. That's so key. Yeah. Okay. So I'm really curious, Madison. So you're, you're a social media coach. You did mention that you delete your social media channels. Like how, how many times per week are you on social media? Like, do you do something on social media every day or do you have like social media detoxes? Yeah, so what happens like kind of with me is being a social media coach, I do, I really have to be on social media, like stay on top of my game with the latest trends. You know, I preach visibility video content, so I have to produce that in my business. So usually Saturdays are the days where, you know, I'm not going to post Saturdays. I only post about four to five times a week. Saturdays, 
maybe Fridays, like I don't really post. I'll show up on video a little bit. Like, you know, if I'm going to the pool, I'll take a photo of me at the pool. But like, usually one of those days, I'm not going to show my face. I just kind of either like delete the app or just I've gotten to the point where I know I don't like really have to reach for my phone. I'm not missing out on anything. It's more of just a mindset shift. Like you're not missing out on anything for 24 hours. You're not on Instagram, right? The Instagram went down yesterday. I was kind of glad. I was like, cool. I don't have to be on Instagram, right? It's just those things. <laughs> I think social media detoxes keep you in line because, you know, social media is great, but you know, there's things, imposter syndrome, comparison-itis, if we're on there too long, right? It's in our mind. So that's why I totally think detoxes once a week are the way to go, especially if you're feeling down in your business, if you're not hitting your goals, which which happens all the time, right? Take some time off social media, recharge, read a book, go outside, get off electronic devices for at least a day. Hmm. I love it. I love it. Okay. So this, this is official that the social media guru has said it. We should do social media detoxes <laughs> once a week. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It'll make a world of a difference. Yeah, I love that you say this because like I've looked at a lot of research and you know, social media really is something that does stress our brain. Even though, as you've said, like it's so amazing. There are so many amazing opportunities, especially for us as business owners. It's being constantly available and constantly on is really stressful for the brain in the long run. Mm -hmm. It definitely is. I agree, 100%. Yeah. Okay, that kind of took a weight off my chest. I was like, maybe Madison is going to say that you have to be online every day. <laughs> you don't have to. <laughs> yeah, no, that's so good. Okay, so what kind of self-care do you do? You, you did mention that you've outsourced the things that you don't have to do that stress you out. And what other kinds of self-care do you do to keep yourself, you know, working optimally? So this is going to surprise everyone, but I don't have like a morning or night routine. I'm the type of person who checks my email on my phone when I wake up in the morning, right? I'm a firm believer. Yeah. Have a morning routine, have a night routine. If it helps you, I'm just not wired that way. The only thing I do in the morning that keeps me in check, helps me with my self-care. I write in my gratitude journal. I do like the five minute journal. You can get it on Amazon. And it's really helped me just stay in check for the day. I write it morning and night. That's kind of just what I do. I guess it's a little bit of a morning and night routine, but I don't do like the full on like one hour morning and night routine. Another way I do self-care is I love, like, I'm the type to do self-care, like, pampering myself. I outsource, like, business-wise self-care, like, outsourcing and stuff like that. Like, that's, like, the business self-care. But for me, what keeps me in check is I'm one of those people that I'm going to do walks outside. I'm going to go get my nails done. I might go to the mall, right? I, my favorite thing self-care is I'm obsessed with wine. Like, I, I love wine, all different types of wine. I have a favorite... Michael David's my favorite like winery. I will go someplace and have wine. Like that's how I, that's how I do self-care. People think differently, which is totally fine. It's whatever your opinion is about self-care, but I picture self-care is I'm putting myself first for a day. Whatever I want to do that day, I'm going to do. It's me first, no one else. I'm going to order pizza. I'm going to order pizza. If I don't want to work out, I'm not going to work out, right? I'm just, you know, at least one day of the week, I love to put myself first. That's how I do self-care. And the week self-care is, you know, outsourcing, taking a break, taking a walk outside. But from a me standpoint, one day on the weekend, I'm putting myself first. And it's just really helped me, you know, have fun too still in my life, right? I mean, it's just tapering myself gives me a way of starting to love myself 
myself and, and continue loving myself more and more. So I do a lot of self-care and I think there's a lot of different ways you can do it. It's just what feels good to you. What do you want to do today, right? Do whatever you want one day. In the morning, take yourself to breakfast or do whatever you want. Put yourself first one day and you'll learn to love self-care more. Ah, uh, this is beautiful. This is awesome. I think that you really hit the nail here with like, there are so many, you know, on social media, everyone is like, you have to have a morning routine where you go up at 5am and you write in the journal for one hour and you meditate for two hours and you, you know, <laughs> and that's just not how, how most people function, right? As you said. Yeah, I can't like, you know, I give props to all the people who wake up at 5am, write in their journal, do this, this and this for like three hours. That's not me. I'm going to sleep till eight, go check my emails, write in my journal, have coffee, get my day started. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what I want to do. You know, I really try. I like to read like during the day or just whenever I want. I'm not going to force myself to do something if I don't want to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And just like you say, like self-care is not rising up at 5am. That's self-care is what, what you said, like put yourself first and what you need, not what everyone else thinks on social media that self-care is. Right. Mm. Exactly. And self-care, you know, can be a detox. Self-care can be a walk in the park. Self-care can be going on vacation. It's just whatever feels good to you for self-care, that's what you need to do. So. Yes. Amen. Absolutely. Okay. So wrapping this up, what would you like to share with the listeners? Like what is your best tip for dealing with stress as an entrepreneur in your experience? So dealing with stress as an entrepreneur, I want everyone to know that when you are stressed, it's going to happen. I don't think people realize that you're, you own a business, you're a CEO, you're an entrepreneur. Not everyone can own a business right? It's the ones that are, get stressed, fail, but get back up and try again, right? Owning a business is very hard and you're going to be stressed out a lot, but you have to know that's normal. It only makes you stronger. You're going to fail. You're going to have bad months. You're going to have bad weeks, but it's the ones who get back up and try again and fail again and get back up, try again. All in that time, you're going to be stressed out about it stress out the, about the months. But the best thing is, what can you do for yourself when you're stressed? And I really do think the number one thing is to really outsource what's not in your zone of genius. Even if it's hiring an intern, you can find interns anywhere locally, right? Who will help you do at least something that can take the stress off of you, outsource and practice your self-care. Always put yourself first. Learn how to say no. Don't take on too much. Learn how to say no. Learn how to schedule. Learn how to put yourself first and outsource when things get tough. So it's a lot. But I think that, you know, with the correct mindset of knowing, going into entrepreneurship, knowing that you're going to be stressed, that things aren't going to work out sometimes, knowing that you're going to push past that is really going to make you successful. So I love it. Beautiful. Okay, so Madison, you have a gift for listeners. Yes. So it's a social media checklist freebie. So every day I practice, I have a checklist, I have a to-do list, and I have a social media to-do list. Um, so I switch it up. So social media checklist is uh, relationship building messages, giving tips to my audience, connecting with new ideal clients, engaging in Facebook groups. I have a certain checklist that I do for social media. So I made it into a freebie where you can download that checklist and like check off things and make sure you're doing it each day. Because, you know, if you're not doing relationship building messages, if you're not connecting with your ideal client, your business is not going to move forward. 
So I know a lot of people like to write things down on a checklist. So I gave you that so you can just print it off and download it and check mark when you get things done. Awesome. I, oh my God, that's amazing. I'm so excited that all of you guys listening are going to get that. And do take the time to follow Madison on social media. Obviously, you're going to get so much value. Like literally every post you write is so packed with value, Madison. Thank you so much. Yes. Got to educate. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You're really walking your talk. Okay. Thank you so much, Madison. This was a pleasure having you. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. It was so much fun to vent and talk about the things in your business that are not so good. So thank you for having me on so I can talk everything about this with you. Yes. I love it. We need more of this in the online world for entrepreneurs. Yes, definitely. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for listening. And as always, leave a review if you enjoyed this show. Also hit the subscribe button so that you are notified every week when a new episode airs. Also make sure to follow Madison on all her social platforms, which I will link to below. And especially make sure to grab her free checklist, which I'll also link to in the description below. Besides that, have a beautiful day. Take care. See you next week.